it never seemed like I was the one echoing the second episode or two episodes ago. Yeah. It was you echoing, and now it's Nick echoing. So really, this isn't my fault at all. <laughs> That's what I've surmised. This is a moral story. <laughs> this isn't my fault. Um, it's all you. You're a piece of shit. Um, but we love that. you. We yeah. love you, Bubby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched just a where this is gonna be like the the intro to the episode, but me and Dylan watched uh, the second episode of Listen to Your Heart last night, and oh boy, has our leaderboard gotten wonky. Really? Do we tell. have okay. So first of all, we um um we revised it's it's on screen makeout leaderboard, but we revised makeout to be defined as any kiss with like um in intensity oh god so it doesn't have to be like them like tonguing each other but if it's like a meaningful kiss then we count it yeah exactly like it there's there's um there's some reparations behind the kiss if you precisely it. yeah okay jamie has rocketed to a commanding <laughs> lead with eight on-screen makeouts <laughs> wow um, yeah that is uh okay. just, just sticking her tongue down everyone's throat. Um, That's fun. And That's then so Julia fun. is a commanding second um, with five. Rudy hopped on with three just in yesterday's episode. Bree hopped on with two in yesterday's episode. Mel has one, Natasha has one, and Savannah has one. So there's still one, two, three, four girls with no on-screen makeouts. Would you Man, assume, out of there. Would you assume that they are kissing? Well, I don't boy, know. They're some boy kissers? Dude, some of them are weird. We are fairly convinced that one of the guys is gay and just, like, is pretending he, he is. He's, he's infiltrated this. Um, So, I'm not going to watch this show. Just like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this show. Yeah, I've, um, I've accepted that. I did tell my girlfriend about five times that... You told me to watch it, and she goes, "I know. You already told me." And he has one. He has a friend from Nashville, and I was like, "How do you know that?" And, I'm like, and she's like, "You told me." It's like, where, it's like, where was I? Um, she so she finished Shit's Creek, um, like on on Netflix, and immediately went to. It's called Ew, Too Hot. David. David. It's called um, Too Hot to Handle. It's on Netflix, and the premise of that reality TV show is. It's legitimately it's it's abstinence the TV show. You can't oh kiss, you I can't saw that. kiss you can't kiss you can't have sex. There's no heavy petting. You can hug. You can shake hands, and that's about it. And um, uh, like I, I I don't know what the next step is because that's honestly that does not seem fun at all to watch. I watched the preview for that, and the preview for it is just a clip of a bunch of people sitting around a fire, and then one girl is standing in the middle, and she's blindfolded, and then just one of the dudes gets to make out with her face for a while. And I was like, that doesn't seem consensual. You know what? I did see one where a guy – it was like I walked into my girlfriend's <laughs> office, and I was like, what is this? She's like, oh, it's too hot to handle. And I, while I was watching – there's kind of two times where I walked in. It was just today I think she started. Walked in, and – uh, the first thing a dude was just like, I got to tell, I got, he's a talking, talking heads like moment where it's just like a solo dude, like talking to the camera. He goes, I got to tell him now. And I'm like, what's this? He's like, it's too hot to handle. And he comes out and he's just like, I got to go guys. Like, I, I really like, this is too much for me. You guys are like the best people I've ever met. And I go, okay. And so like, I'm like, what's the show? Like, 
Do they do challenges? She goes, well, the challenge is like you can't like what she just said, can't have sex, can't kiss, can't no heavy petting, no like dry humping or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, so is this guy leaving? And she's like, yeah. And I was just like, oh, like he needs to nut. Like that's <laughs> like that's what it boiled down to was just like, oh, this dude got fed up with not being able to bone anyone. Bone, and they're like in Australia, they're like actually like this and like uh, half the people are have like English accents, half the people have Australian accents. It's like sexy as hell, and just fake boobs, fake fake boobs galore. And uh, the dude was just like, guys, it's been fun. You're all really hot. I can't take it anymore. It's like Kramer. It's Kramer coming in in that episode of Seinfeld, the contest, and smacking smacking down the the hundred dollars and going, "I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here." I came up another time, and it was a blindfolded dude, uh, and a girl just grabbed his hands and forced his hands on her fake tits, and Ooh. I was like, I was just like, "Too hot to handle," and she was just like, "Yep," and I'm like, I watched a little bit. And I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta leave. <laughs> yeah, that show looks fucking weird, but I might watch it. Really? Um, like, I, I've i never been a big reality TV person. I've been getting into it since living with my girlfriend. But, like, the, I would say the classics. So yeah. Your survivor, your big brother. And then when she, she'll come down for lunch um, in the house and, like, be like, I'm watching my shows. Because she was had been working since 7 o'clock in the morning. And it's now it's 1. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so uh, then, like, she'll put on, like, Real Housewives of New York. or And I'm, that's entertaining because it's just, like, catty-ass women. And yes. then, like, the, you're, you're, but, like, this, like, where they're really, like, they're, they're pulling hairs with, you know, this too-hot-to-handle shit. Where it's just, like, we're going to get all the hottest people in the same house together. And they can't touch each other. I'm like, come on. Like, you're running out of ideas now. <laughs> like, Wait, I did I tell you that um, this reminded me of it? Did I tell you that? One of my very good friends um, came out of the closet recently. No. But, but so I chirped him for it. Not meaning oh, to on oh. Instagram. He posted an Instagram story and I said, oh, are you coming out of the closet? And he was like, uh, what? I came out to you in December and I just missed it. <laughs> We're talking five full months. I was just, just missed it incredible so incredible that is um that's like that's an episode of curb yeah yeah like oh, larry larry walks in like what, what do you mean he, he finds from someone else that a guy he knows for a long time Wait, you're gay and he's just like <laughs> larry i told you this two years ago and he's just like and he's like looking don't remember all right you know, don't remember all right. that all right and then all of the comedy ensues and everything that's that's like a curb episode yes Absolutely incredible. Um, have I don't think we've hold on. I'm trying to think. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I need to make my oh. uh, top five Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um. Well, off that. Welcome to Patrol and Stone Podcast. Quarantine episodes. We're continuing to rolling. I'm trying to get two out a week. We're loving it. Um. I'd love to see Dunky more often since he's not living in the state anymore and really trying to now that i'm like home and like really not working um slash working um i love it so uh and also now i'm actually back to work so now i I have made it more difficult for us um big news coming out of massachusetts i don't know if you heard no public schools have been closed for the year yeah 
So um, your boy's not going back to work. Um, but I would like to announce on the podcast uh, that since school's closed, I'm not literally I won't be going into a public school building until September to to work. Um, but um, within that time, my girlfriend and I have um, bought a puppy. Officially? Yes, officially. When is it coming? So um, it's going to come in towards the end of May. Um, we did find out that it is going to be a girl golden, a labradoodle, rather, not a golden doodle, a, a female labradoodle. Um, right now, they're like three weeks old. <clears throat> so we got five more to, to wait out. Um, we know we're getting a girl because out of the litter of like eight, there was one boy and the owner already said, I'm keeping the boy. So I'm like, we got a girl. <laughs> that um, boy got to fuck other dogs so I can keep doing what I'm doing. Exactly. Um, and we just keep getting like pictures, like emailed to us of like the breeder. She, my girlfriend thinks she's a little kooky, but I like, that's like a breeder. Like every breed, you have to be weird to be a breeder. A little kooky. Um, no, is like, yes, uh, my career passion is to make dogs fuck and then sell their offspring. Really, you can just end it at, I make dogs. <laughs> yeah. I have a method of making more dogs. Like, I just produce more dogs. My house is actually, like, a factory for dogs. Yeah. Two dogs come in, eight dogs come out. It's really crazy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. But, uh, so, the other thing that was, like, keeping me from, uh, like, talking about it on the podcast, because, like, again, like... <laughs> We basically put a down payment on this dog a month ago. Um, we didn't want to let my dad know because he was, like, super skeptical. He's like, the two of you are idiots, and this dog, like, you're not going to be able to, like – but then I told him, like, last week, and he was just like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, how much? And I told him how much, and he was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. He goes, good luck with that. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay. And I sent him pictures, and, like, he was like, wow. He's like, that's a cute dog. But they're like, like – He was like, fine. That's a cute dog. Just last week, they opened their eyes for the first time, which is like being like told like that, like oh, like shit, like they open their eyes. It's like it's like having like a newborn. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So soon or later on the podcast, we will have. Um, Ooh, I'm really excited for the phase of this podcast in which there's just always a dog barking in the background. Dog, yeah. Well, I'm gonna train the shit out of it, so there's no <laughs> dog barking. But we will soon see uh, Tatum Roosevelt on. Um, on the airwaves. That is, is that his official name? That is the girl's unofficial name. Um, I'm pushing, I think, every day, maybe three times, four, three, four times a day for the name Tatum after yeah. Jason Tatum. You're just slowly, you just gotta, what you have to do, I think, is you might have to try the tactic of like goal posting her, where you just keep getting more and more ridiculous with the names and being like very serious about it. And then you can work your way back down to Tatum and she'll be like, okay, no. Compared to the rest of the names, yeah, we'll take yeah. Tatum. Like, like Adolf, <laughs> Adolf, General, uh, Chancellor Mao, uh, Mussolini. And then she's like, all right, Tatum's not that bad. I'm like, Lena Dunham. We should name her Dunham. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wait, wait. So I was super hammered last night and I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I wrote, I have like a notes page on my phone. Of, like, things I think could be, like, a joke if I, like, worked them out into a bit. And I just wrote, I just looked at it. It just says, Amy Schumer, bag of milk, bag of wine. 
and I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I used to do that too. Uh, again, going back to Seinfeld, Jerry's sleepy and writes down, uh, like um, he writes something down and he's asking all these people because he can't read his own handwriting. But like, yeah, under like I used to do that. I used to write like a song lyric or like a a little like st- stanza of a poem, and I was just like, I would look back at it and he'd be like, "That's gross," and I hate that, and I'm yeah. Idiot. Or I'd be like, what the fuck was I even writing? Like, what did I type? And there's like question marks in the middle of words. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? But My brain uh, is a weird fucking place. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, unofficially, the dog's name will be Tatum Roosevelt, my last name. Um, and then officially, the middle name is a guaranteed Tatum. I know okay. for that. Okay. I guarantee the middle name of the dog will be Tatum. <clears throat> but you're just going to – so here's the issue you're going to run into, I think, is that if – so say everything stays um, – what's the word for that? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Continue. Like stays the way things words, are right now. Words are hard. Yeah. Um, you are going to name a dog three different names, and you're only going to call it by one name, and Sarah is only going to call it by a different name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love doing that to dogs. Like, that's, like, one of my favorite pastimes with a dog, besides, like, my own, like, the one my dad has. Um, Well, it's, like, if it's my dog, I have a pet name for it. Like, my old dog, Bridgie, she was, like, a a little, like, pink, like, reddish, white underbelly, like, little Shiba Inu, and I used to go just call it Peaches, because it was, like, Peaches and Cream. Yeah. But her real name was Bridgie. Like, do- like I confused the fuck out of that dog. Oh, it's <laughs> but then she got old and she got stinky. And I just started calling her Stinky. Um, and then she she died. And I just had my the my other dog, my black lab, Layla. And it would be it would be like it would there would, at the time it was Layla and Peaches. Yeah. Even though Peaches was Bridgie. And then it became Lay and Stinky. Yeah. So I would just be like Lay or like, and then I'd be like for the Bridgie, I'd be like, come on, Stinky. And then Stinky passed away, so I just call Lay Stinky. Cause she's <laughs> so, like, I'll come in and be like, I Stinky. Like, I stink. And so I'm like, I need to come up with, like, a good pet name for, like, my dog. Because, yeah, yeah we're gonna, it's going to be called, like, Rosie or, like, I don't even know, like, Willow or whatever the fuck we're going to call it. <laughs> and I'll need to be, like, like, I don't even know what. I'll have to just call it. It's going to have to just come naturally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like she's going to do something, and I'll be like, come on, trash can. <laughs> Come on, you piece of garbage. I'll love the shit out of that dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so pumped. And the thing was, like, uh, we we had to send the down payment. It took a couple hundred bucks. And it didn't get to the person. They got the letter, but they didn't get the check. And nothing was, was – was, the seals weren't broken. There was no tape. It was, like, we don't know what happened. But we put a check in uh, an envelope with, like, a letter. And then they got it. And they were like, yep, we got everything but the check. So we had to do it again. And just yesterday, the, the woman responded back to my girlfriend being like, Hey, like we got it. Don't worry about it. Um, so it's like all the pieces are in place. We got to start buying. So we are obligated by contract with this, this dog, this dog is very, uh, already a diva. Uh, We need to buy it like certain food and we have to enroll it into a certain online training. Um, like, like we, if we said no to either one of those things, we weren't getting the dog. That's wild. I want. That's why I want to adopt a dog because I want a dog that's already been trained. Well, it, I like I like a dog that like has a little bit of grit around it. There's a little rough around the edges. There's a little bit of like a I may go ballistic at any moment, uh, but also like I've been marginally trained already. 
but most it i would say most dogs that are up for adoption those are untrained dogs because it's like yeah, i don't know like white trash family that's just like oh we had a litter and we tried mm-hmm. to keep them and they're like fuck it and so they sent and so they're not trained and everything I however think you can I, get you'll find a dog where it's like yeah like i, I it, the one of the biggest things i found is that old people of uh, like who are you know maybe it's like a, a widow and a family will get the old person like a puppy for their 80th birthday they go to 90 now the dog's 10 years old it's a pretty well-trained dog and then that person will die at 90 and now there's a 10 year old dog in the adoption system which yes. stinks but some those are some of the best dogs yes i want specifically to adopt an old dog so that it's already trained and it's like already lost its like puppy energy and it's like i just want to be a cat for the rest of my life there there is something like i i know what you're saying but like having a puppy is like obviously yeah. yes it's a mess but it's like whole it's a completely it, it's almost like having a different even animal than having the thing i'll say is you guys are in a much better situation for a puppy than i am because like my apartment there's like literally the any patch of grass within a hundred yards of this apartment is like attached to a parking lot yeah exactly so it's like, so it's like i don't want to like walk a half a mile down the street to take the puppy to a park i know and like you almost need to do that like you can't like i know you're, um like the a parking lot has like a little patch of mulch yeah and so it's just like yeah you can the dog can go take a dump there but like you can't play fetch with a dog in a parking lot i mean you need to take them to a park yeah. as soon as we saw this place that we're living in now it was like oh we we need to get a dog because yeah. we have that we have a park right like literally yeah like I, i'm looking at a park through yes. like my, my <clears throat> kitchen window this it's actually so there's a father and son chipping around playing golf right now wanted to go out there and be like you guys need a third what hold you <laughs> like, what, what, what are we doing aces deuces we betting on holes here come on come on and i'm and then i'm like this the, the kid takes like a water bottle out of his bag and i'm like that's a that's a stroke that's a stroke yep yep nope yep, um but yeah it's like we're we found this great place we have our own backyard um and we're on a quiet street i don't th- really i don't have to worry about like if the dog like runs away, it's like running into traffic. We have an enormous park. Like yep. that dog is going to lose its fucking mind in that park. Like it, it'll love it. Um, so yeah, but is there anyone in your apartment building that has animals? Yes. There's a couple people that have like puppies. Um, there's a couple people. There's like probably cats. Yeah, there's definitely some cats. Um, I saw there's one couple that, like, goes to fucking Belmont and, like, the dude runs track. And, oh, no, sorry, Lipscomb. And I just saw them, like, in the parking garage, like, with just holding their cat the other day. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, did you just take your cat out for a walk? Like, it didn't have a leash on. It didn't have anything. I have seen someone walk a cat in my town. Well, like 100%, but I was just like, uh, uh, what are you guys doing? Like, time out. Yes. Can we, uh, can we discuss this for a second? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like, I really am of the, if I'm going to get a puppy, I don't want it to be like stuck. Cause like our apartment's big for like two dudes, but it's not big for like a puppy. Yeah. You'd be or doing the even dog like service. A, even like a cat. And then like. We have, like, a dog park technically on the property, like, in the complex. But, like I said, it's, like, a maybe, like, 100 foot by 20 feet wide, like, stretch of grass that's yeah. just fenced off. And Makes I'm it, like, yeah. yeah, I just... They have that. 
they got that in Boston. Like me and Sarah were like taking a walk one day, um, waiting on like a dinner reservation. And we saw like so many like advertised as dog parks. And it was literally like, I, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like, it was like 10 parking spaces that was fenced off. It was concrete. It wasn't even like grass, just 10 yeah. parking spaces like blocked off by a fence. And it was like concrete or maybe like, like AstroTurf. And like people were like, yeah, playing fetch with their dogs. And I'm like, any one of these dogs in here could like literally jump out and out of the fence. Like that's not fun, but I mean, it's something. Yeah. Oh, um, no, so if, if, if I'm going to get a pet in the, well, I'm in this apartment, it's going to be a uh, cat for sure. Yeah. It when if, and, and when, and you are moving back to Massachusetts, like you need to move in with one of our friends and then like immediately just like, I got a dog. Cause that'd yeah. be you. You'd be yeah. like you. It would be like a Tuesday after work, and you're just like you. You walk into like Sultan Turb's apartment that you're living at, because I'm assuming that's who you got to live with. And like, hey, I got a puppy, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, oh, I, uh, I think I would. I feel like I'd end up living with Nick somehow, and he would be yeah. so into having a puppy. Oh yeah, yeah. he's already he's already got like a million dogs at yeah. his, at his yeah. house right now. Yeah, his house is basically a zoo. Yeah, of, I had one, at one time we were over there in the summer. And it, there was like there was like seven dogs. Yeah. That sounds about right. That adds up. Yeah. Um, I need to go get a fucking external hard drive because my computer, I'm getting to the point with this computer where I have shit saved on it from like high school. Yeah. And my computer's like, hey, bud, I'm running out of space to do things. So uh, you're going to need to fix this. I got stuff from freshman year of college, but like it's been, you know, an, ex- an exceeding amount of, of memory has saved on it because it's just like, I make a new Word document every day for like a lesson plan. So it's like, yeah, there's probably like 2,000 Word documents in this. Yeah, maybe more. Easily, easily, 100%. So, and some of, some of the Word documents are like 100 pages long because it's just like pictures. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to go to Walmart after this and just buy like a one for like 30 bucks and just little, call it a day. I'm going to work out at hopefully like after we're done with this. What are we at? Probably at like a half hour almost. And then, uh, yeah, we're at like 23 minutes. And then I'll, uh, I'm gonna do, I'll do yoga. And then, uh, yeah. I have to call my mom. So, my mom, um, I'm the person in my family where I get called to solve technology problems, even though I live a thousand miles away and yeah. there's no good way for me to solve them without like physically being there. So I have to somehow like FaceTime my sister and solve my mom's. My mom can't download Facebook on her phone. And she's like, I need you to help me. And I'm like, fucking fine. I've been putting it off for like a week. So (laughs) that's what I have to do after this. Nice. And I might go for a run. I might go for a run after yoga. That's That's what I've been doing on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'll do like a workout before I do yoga. And then I'll be able to like stretch out. Yeah. After the workout with yoga and like, I'm doing, I'm doing bullshit. Like I'm not really doing much. I'm just trying to like break a sweat up in, up in the, like I said before, in the unheated area of my house. Fucking love it. Um, I'm somewhat working on my top five for beastie boys, but do you have any, did you listen to any of the drops last week? Did you listen to the baby? Yes, I did. The baby was really good. I put, um, a couple, we haven't talked about it, right? No, we haven't. Oh, that's right, because I didn't put anything on. Um, I put uh, four songs um, of the babies on my playlist. Um, I'm trying to think back. I do remember Pickup with Quavo on it. 
Pick up with Quavo is just fire. Yeah, it's. it's, I saw that like I opened the album and I saw that song and I said that song's gonna slap. Yeah, and then Can't Stop was really good. Um, Jump with Young Boy Never Broke Again. I feel like this guy Young Young Boy Never Broke Again is like, is he new? I think so. Yeah, he. I, I saw him actually. That mistake I did where I was like. You were like listening to the baby, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to Little Baby." Yep. Young boy never broke again was on Little Baby. Yeah. So I was like, oh. um, "It was pretty good." I think upbeat "Can't Stop" was a really upbeat one. I think same with "Pickup" and "Blame It on the Baby," um, or ba- "Blame It on Baby." It was later in the album, and it was awesome. Like, yeah, I was like, like completely turned down the 2K soundtrack and like blasted up like the baby soundtrack. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, this is awesome." Yeah. Um. I thought it was really good overall, but I thought some of the songs were hit or miss. Like, I think I had said with his single that I was like, it's major Nelly vibes. Yeah. And there were some songs where I was like, mm, nah, didn't it didn't quite hit the way yeah. I wanted it to. But I also like appreciate the fact that like a lot of artists just sort of stay in one lane. It's sort of similar to like Schoolboy. Is that like I really yeah. love old Schoolboy, but now he's sort of like trying new things and like trying to be like artistically independent and creative and whatever and like explore mm-hmm. new paths. And like, well, I don't love everything that's happening. Like, I also respect the fact that like, I don't know, you're trying to grow as an artist. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and shit on you for it. Yeah. No, I, uh, I in- really enjoyed the album. Um, that I, I when I finally gave it a listen to, I think I also was listening to it when I was working out. I may do that again. Um, the baby's real good, especially his older shit is real good for workouts. Nice. I'll, I'll probably like go like again, like I may have said before, like do a deep dive because he's been on my radar again. It's one of those things. Where it's like my students listen to the baby, and it's either I go full force and I'm like as a teacher, like, yeah, I listen to him too. And like, I'm chatting to him about it. And they're like, I, they now have a newfound respect for me. Or it's just like, I don't know about that. And then I like be like the, like the normal funny, like teachers, like, ah, I don't know about that. That's crap. And then I put on my own music when I ever yeah. own everything. Um, uh, branching off of that with music, uh, I was playing 2k. Um, I was like, you know what? Like <clears throat> I was, I was just playing by myself and I wanted to grind out a couple things couple challenges and i put on um i found it on youtube a playlist of it's like 200 something songs and it's the entire soundtrack of all tony hawk's pro skater games from tony hawk's pro skater one all the way to um under uh underground two so like basically like to- like 19 like 1998 all the way until like 2004 tony hawk soundtracks awesome like we gotta we one day have to like go through and like review like the tony hawk soundtracks just like go game by game and be like here's like one of the best songs (coughs) entire soundtrack because like deep in my brain is like i know the words to at least like a chuck d song that was on tony hawk's pro skater 4 even though i never listened to it on spotify it was just because I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 so much. I'm pretty sure there's a one. I think it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or 3. There's a Dell the Funky Homo Sapiens song, Probably. If You Must. Yes. That, yes, that song. I knew that song before that game came out. And then it came out. And I was like, holy shit, Dad, listen to this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What? And I was like, yeah. But the this... other one we should do is we should, we should do top five uh, Tony Hawk songs. And then we should do top five. NFL and NBA street songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
because NFL and NBA slap. are more like uh, like the hip hop and everything. Yeah. And then you on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, it's when they start started to like add more hip hop songs yeah. into it. Um, and then it obviously took off from there. But I can remember Tony Hawk One and Two. It was strictly just like hardcore, like punk and like metal, and it was like crazy. But then like Three, they started bringing out Del the Homeless, Home, Funky Homo Sapien. Chuck D was on Four. Um, shoot. Um, well, they had Ant- Anthrax and Public Enemy. Yeah. Um, make like I think that's make some noise or something or like oh uh whatever it is. But yeah, they started bringing more like hip hop into it. And it was like awesome. Like I love. I will to this day still sometimes like break up my old PS2. The only game that I have for PS2 is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, and it's still <laughs> it's like it's like melted into my PlayStation. Yeah, that's like all I can play. It's a, a part of your. Pro- if you were to ever sell that, you would have to be like, here's a PlayStation. The game inside is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and it's never gonna leave. Yeah. So you just have to buy this as a way to play this specific game. It's it's a Tony Hawk machine. That's yes, what it is. Precisely. It's not a PlayStation. It's just a Tony Hawk Four machine. Have you ever <laughs> told you the story that my lacrosse coach uh, told like all of our freshmen? Like all when I was a freshman and everything, when we were like uh, uh like one of our first nights uh, about Tony Hawk. No. So he um he was like an alumni of Lynchburg uh, College out in Virginia, a really good lacrosse player. The guy was like won a bunch of awards and everything. Um, and he at that time he was like in college during like the early two thousands, and they would only play Tony Hawk. Like like they never played like Madden or nba or whatever they only played tony hawk and they like played it so much that whatever they wanted to go be alone and jerk off in their other bedrooms and like their dorm rooms and like they gotta tell the other like freshman roommate that the living would be like oh, i'm gonna go play tony hawk for a little bit <laughs> or it, it ended it went his first story was just like it's when we had a girl over or it would be like uh oh, don't come to the room i'm playing tony hawk later like yeah. oh he's got a girl but then it like slowly like reduced to like i gotta jerk off don't come in the room i'm playing tony hawk for a little bit yeah and they were like they had like a race boards like on and they would just be like uh like be back in five playing tony hawk <laughs> and so like it became like a joke between like the entire team it was just like oh like what were you doing i was like oh, i was playing tony hawk that's beautiful it was awesome like it was just it's such like a funny so once in a while i'll be i'll like i don't know something will have a, a situation where carl will be like oh, i was just playing tony hawk but um, yeah, we should definitely do that. Like, and even uh, SSX soundtracks too are awesome. One hundred percent. It's like um, like NBA or like the NFL and NBA Street were totally like the hip hop soundtracks. Where it was more like like again like Public Enemy and and, and Run DMC, Exhibit, Snoop Dogg, like Biggie, like these like very like early or late nineties, early two thousands hip hops get some 50 cent on there and then i think tony hawk was more of like the rock and roll ssx if i can remember uh like ssx3 ssx tricky were like the dubs like the the dub house and like the techno um like soundtracks like i remember like i remember like playing ssx tricky and being like there's no words to any of this it's just like techno music i vividly remember one song from ssx or maybe it was Maybe it was one of the Sean White snowboarding ones, but it was like, um, I can't think of the song, so I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead, but 
it was they very much nailed the soundtracks to encapsulate exactly what like the type of person that would be playing it was exactly yeah it was either like like because i feel like there's different like styles like i do feel like there's like a european like a winter sports skier snowboarder that does like like they're from like you know the swiss alps and all they listen to is like dub house and techno music and like club music like boom, 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 boom. but then there's Just also swedish house mafia old. yeah yeah exactly and then i feel like there's the more american version of like a skier snowboarder where they like vibe out to like hip-hop or like like stoner music yeah because that's pretty much what they are yeah like, exactly 99 percent of the people that you meet meet that like snowboarder ski hardcore just go and they just hang out at the mountain all day and they smoke a bunch of weed and then they drink. Yeah, it's just like vibe. And it's like, just like party. They want, yeah. I should definitely do that. Definitely like rank some of like our, like most, but I would say like that list is going to be like the most memorable songs. Like I can vividly remember turning on Pro, Tony X Pro Skater 4 and listening to like Anarchy in the, in the UK by the Sex Pistols. Like, and then. TNT was on Tony Hawk's Post Gator 4 and Express Yourself by uh, a hip-hop uh, group. Fuck. I can't remember it. It's like, express yourself. I'm expressing I'm, my full capabilities. But I now know exactly what you're talking about. I have that ice no cube? idea. Is that Ice Cube? Maybe? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's Ice Cube. I'm expressing with my full capabilities. But now, oh, it's NWA. What the fuck? I was like, oh, it just sounds like Ice Cube would be singing that. I'm like, well, of fucking course it is, because it's NWA. Yeah. No, that's exactly who was singing it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we should definitely do that. Um, the other thing, as far as, like, music stuff that just came out, um, did you get a chance to listen to West Side Gun? No. no um, it was... I really enjoyed it. It very much had, like, almost, like, like early Wu-Tang vibes, where it was sort of, like, the... The, the beats were very, like... Because, like, I mean, a lot of the album was, like, The Alchemist. So, yeah, it was not like, a, sample stuff. Um, it was a lot of... It just the, had, like, a very much feel of, like, like an early, like, Raekwon album. Or, like, like the, the fucking... Um, like a Ghostface Killer album, like it just felt a lot like that. And I, I'm, get, I'm getting the vibes just by like the song titles uh, and the features, because like three two seven, it's Joey Badass and Tyler. French Toast has Wale on it. Yeah. Um, Five hundred dollar ounces is Freddie Gibbs and Rock uh, Marciano. There's Cartier Williams on on the last song. Like that's, I'll 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 give that a listen when I'm working out today too. Yeah, uh, that I would. I don't know about. It's not. I wouldn't say it's a workout album. Is what I'll say. It's more of a video game album. Well, all right. You sold me. That's my my uh, ringing endorsement. Uh, um, the only other thing as far as music, did you hear the Absol single? No, I'm not. I'm not that much into an Absol guy. I know you've been trying to get me onto him, and we like reviewed one of his albums, but like I'm, I really haven't been into him. I thought the single was really good. Um, it was a bang and beat. That's just what I'll say. Danger Ukipasta freestyle. Danger Ukipawa. Danger freestyle. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Sorry. How did you How did you not figure that out out of that combination of letters? I looked, I looked at that and I thought that was like a web address. That was like <laughs> it was like www.dangerukawapa.com. Yeah. 
maybe I'll listen to it. If it's like maybe. a good maybe. Maybe. Well, um, on that note, um, we're at 40 minutes. Do you want to uh, you want to get into our top five? Yes, absolutely. So um, uh, we, we're going to just be talking about our, our top five. We're doing favorite or what we think our fa- our personal favorites or what we think is like the best Beastie Boys. I'm doing personal favorite because I, there are some songs that mean more to me. Yeah. But aren't as popular. Like the first thing I did was I went to like the top songs on. Um, oh, I go. I always go. To, I always go to my favorite album of theirs. Like yeah. my the, the album that I know them by <laughs> best. And then go down and be like, okay, here's what I here's the ones that I love. And I tr- I could try to vary it with different albums. Yeah. Um, so as always, we got a we got a top. top we got a top five going. Um, we'll talk about um, fucking honorable mentions later. Um, and I got a lot. Like again, like I got my top five, and it was pretty easy to make my top five. But then I got like another nine honorable mentions. Beastie Boys has a good. Uh, before we get going, Beastie Boys has a like a really, really um, like warm spot spot in my heart. Um, me and SB Lax 47 would, and the Duke would jam to Beastie Boys like all throughout high school. Whenever yeah. we were playing lacrosse, whenever we were hanging out at Splax's house, whenever we were at the Duke's house, whenever we were at Jared, uh, Warren's house, we were always, always listening to Beastie Boys. And it was like, oh, like we'd be at school, I'd be like, hey, like we're going to listen to, like, I found a really good Beastie Boys song like, in their like collection. Like we got to listen to it. We'd listen to it and be like, yeah. And then it's like, we got to learn all the parts now. And we would like actually, like, like, rehearse and like we weren't preparing for anything but we would be like oh like i learned mike d's verse and like oh like i got ad rocks verse on this song like all the way down um so it's always it's always a soft spot in my heart for me do you have a personal favorite album of theirs because i can easily well uh oh yeah um my number one album that they have is license to ill like really they're they're number one like they're old it's just it's like it has, it has my, I think my favorite song of them. It is my number one in there. Um, Ill Communication is awesome too. Hello Nasty's great. Because um, my personal favorite is Hello Nasty, and I can tell you exactly why. I have a very vivid memory of being a young kid. Like, we're talking probably elementary school, and us taking a family trip up to the Rockport to go to the beach and me being like, dad put on the beastie boys. And he had the CD version of hello nasty. And it's such a met, like when you're a kid, it's such a memorable album cover. Cause it's just the The three dudes stuffed in a sardine can. Yeah. It's like, it's so good. Yeah. So I remember like listening to that album, like, like front to back, like so many fucking times. Like, yeah, whether it was that, at home, whether it was on car rides, like, whatever it was. So, like, I think my top five is going to be heavily off of Hello Nasty. Yeah. Like, it, it, like License to Ill for me was, like, yeah, I listened to it front and back because my dad had the CD. And I was, like, oh, like, I was, like, this is the only hip-hop, like, that my dad has and everything. And Yeah. Uh, but it was, like, uh, uh, there were some songs off of License to Ill that are, like, very mm-hmm. early, like, Run DMC hip-hop, where it's kind of just, like, boom. Yep. Uh, like, turntables and, like, boom. And it's just like, it's like, yo, we're Mike D. It's like that type of hip hop. But then there's also a rock in it. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, 
it was later in my life, like in college, where I like put Paul's Boutique on. Yep. I have Paul Paul's Boutique on vinyl, and that like at that moment in, in my life, like early college, I was like, I know hip hop, like I. I, I know like kind of like the history with like samplings and cutting up mixes and like DJing um, back in like the, the, the 80s and early 90s. And so like Paul's Boutique was just like a beautiful like album just to like appreciate early hip hop and like the like sampling, which has obviously just explode, uh, exploded um, from words. Like, Good job with words ex- there, bud. Ex- explode um, <laughs> from exploded. From where it is, like obviously Kanye does a ton of sampling, you know, the RTJ does, and it's all kind of goes back to that early uh, Beastie Boys, where it's kind of like, um, can you hold on one sec? Can we like cut this out? Yeah. I got to go upstairs really quick. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I think I was saying before about how just great Paul's Boutique is and how it did wonders for the hip hop, you know, culture and sampling and DJing. Yeah. It's just, it's awesome. I love listening to that back and forth. Like, it, like I can, that's an album I'm just like, put it on full. Just keep going. Just keep let, it let going. Let it go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was just listening back through some of Hello Nasty and they, that's such like a weirdly funky album. Like, it's almost like they like, to me, it's like their culmination, like everything before that was working up to Hello Nasty. And that's like their like magnus opus. Yeah, I do think Hello Nasty is kind of like there's everything on it. Um, you they get have a, rock, a you get full a song it. that's just like a, it's like a just reggae song. Yeah, just exactly. It's just like it's probably like, yeah, like they're they've experimented. They experiment so much on this, but it's all 
it all kind of like rolls into itself. Like it allows them to experiment on this album while like putting out some of their probably yeah their best songs. Like I what I my like number two song is in this album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I so yeah I think I I may do a top five just from this, but uh, it depends. I'm gonna I'll see. I have some songs in my fucking notes. Yeah. Um, so but I'll, yeah I I'll I'll get started yeah. with my number five. So my number five, it's off of their of their their most recent album, um, in 2011, the Hot Sauce Committee Part Two. Um, I read a little bit up on. So they were originally calling this album something different, like the Tadlock Connection, yeah, or something. Yeah. Um, and then they renamed it because they like went back in the studio and put out a bunch, recorded a bunch of songs, and so they're going to split it up and be like the Hot Sauce Committee Part One and Part Two. Then they just never dropped number one. Yeah, they only have Part Two. Yeah. Like part part one is probably like mixed up with like a bunch of other like EPs or like singles that they dropped or just kind of left in the cutting room floor. Um, but it's their like kind of single off of that make some noise. So I, good. I vividly remember this song having a bunch of actors in the music video. It's Pret- Seth, it's Seth Rogen is in yeah. it. Seth Rogen's in it, and they're all pretending to be the Beastie Boys, and they're going back through and like dressing up and doing like the same skits that they had done in their previous they, like, like music videos. It. Yeah. Then there's just a part where the song like <coughs> like drops, and there's like a breakdown where there's a cowbell in it, and in the music video, it's just a shirtless Will Ferrell smacking the cowbell. <laughs> like if he's not a character; it's just he's Will Ferrell, like hitting the hitting the cowbell, like dun dun da da dun dun da dun dun, and like right in the camera, just like oh. Uh-oh. And it's awesome. Yeah, that song, that song, it's a really, it's a really good song. Um, wait, did you see that they're actually coming out with a Beastie Boys documentary? Yeah, like tomorrow. Is it really tomorrow? It's the twenty third, and today's the twenty second. Ooh. But it's on Apple TV, so I'm gonna have to watch that like some other way. Yeah. No, I might just get Apple TV. Yeah. No, it's a subscription. I think like it's. Yeah, I might just get it for a month, watch it, and then cancel it. True. True. Uh, you're number five. Um, yeah, it's Seth Rogen. It's the one of the guys who played Batman. And who's the other guy? One of the guys who played Batman? What? No, not Batman. Sorry, Spider-Man. Oh, Andrew Garfield? Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't oh, know. Who, hold on. Let I can't me, tell who it is. I think I'm much better at this than you. No, I think he's from Lord of the Rings. What the fuck? This is all over the place. Um, and then I think the the final guy is the guy from oh, it's Vice Kenny, Principal. It's Kenny Powers, yeah. Yeah. Elijah Wood? Yeah. Yeah, it's Elijah Wood. Oh, God, yeah. you're a dummy. <laughs> that was an all-time Duncan moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, like, Kenny Powers is, like, like uh, like breaking all the glass. And, like, I'm watching it yeah. right now. And then they, like, they, they do their, like, uh, uh, shoot, what's that one? Uh, Pass the Mic music video where they're like walking down the street like drinking beers yeah there's like so many actors in this is jesse schwartzman absolutely incredible yeah and then at the end there's a or in the middle of it it's it's world oh yeah they go back and or they go back in time or like uh the older versions of beastie boys come back and it's will ferrell jack black and john c Riley are like (laughs) and then it's like the cowbell yeah it's great Absolutely beautiful. These, I just like, the Beastie Boys will forever go down as like, they're just like, 
they're like here and the rest of hip hop is like here. It, it what attracted me to them to like they along with like Tyler the Creator, like my first like big venture into hip hop, it was because they're so fun and accessible. And yeah. it was like they're not rapping about like drug money and glocks and shooting people and like uh, jewelry. Like they're rapping about beer. Yeah. Smoking. Well, yeah, because that was like, they like came out of like the punk fun. rock scene where yeah. like it was just like you just sort of say stuff. Yeah. And then they were just like, like I was just reading some of the lyrics and they made a reference to like Hal 9000. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> but it's great. All like right. having that kind of be like the close of the Beastie Boys chapter, this makes some noise is kind of like their most memorable song off that entire album. Yeah. It, it's a good, it's a good close. Not yes. full closure, obviously, because they're making music, but then um, MCA passed away yeah. and then they're kind of like, Peace. nope. And then they actually, they're, they're not allowing, just read the other day that um, it was in MCA's will that he's not, like they can't use Beastie Boy songs in any advertisements ever. Wow. It's like, it's his, his like, you know, his brainchild of the Beastie Boys music is, won't be used. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very limited. I completely respect that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think my number five is probably Girls. So off license to ill. Yes. Yeah, yeah I no decided to up. That's girls just a great is, song. The again, fucking that's... like xylophone in that song is addicting. <laughs> and it has like sort of the feel of like you know like the songs that play when like like they like in old movies when it was like there were like a bunch of clowns like running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's like, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of like I'm listening to this and I'm like this is like. This has like a verse and a chorus, and it's not really rock, but it's not really hip hop. It's like this mishmash, but it like you have like a hip hop feel to it. Like feels like he's rapping, but it's just great. Like it's yeah. again, it's just a fun song. Like yeah, it's, it's so easily to get into, and it's so like tongue in cheek in that it's like if you take it at face value, it's like a very misogynistic song. Oh yeah, where it's like girls to do the dishes, girls to do the laundry, girls yeah, exactly. to clean up my room, girls and in the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, like they like you just know through like the rest of their music that it was completely like they were just joking. Ex yeah, exactly. Like no one was putting out a song like that where there's also comedy involved with it. Yeah. And again, the license to it was '86. <clears throat> So it's like the only other hip hop you have again is like a Run DMC, and you're and like they're like rapping about like how much money they have, while like Beastie Boys come out and like we're a hip hop group who also plays rock music, and we're gonna it's it's gonna be real funny. Yeah, <laughs> like we're gonna make a joke out of it. We're gonna have fun. You could like I bet you could easily trace Bo Burnham back to that song. Oh yeah, that yeah. song is like the birthplace of what led to like Bo Burnham. Yeah, like the, the that there's like a punchline to be had within a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I even like you were saying, like if you think at that era, there was nothing like that. Oh yeah, you can't like you can't unheard like, of have a song like that. And but yeah. like obviously, yeah, they, they were could. just like fuck it, let's do it's it, know, whatever. And the juxtaposition that it's like they're like probably the only white guys at that time in rap. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would yeah. say so. Yeah, because, I mean, like, MC Hammer and shit wasn't until the 90s. Yeah. And they're coming out as, like, a rap group, and it's great. Yeah. Well, my number four, uh, what I think is maybe some of their best rapping, best lyricism on 
any of their songs is is past the mic okay it's off of um it's in their uh like the solid gold hits one yep. to, i think it's from check yeah check your head their third album in 92 past the mic has just like you hear you hear ad rock you hear mike d you hear uh mca like each have their own chance to spit probably like their best bars and again, yeah. it's it's. I feel like "Pass the Mic" is like their most traditional <clears throat> rap song from like yeah. the '90s, where yeah. there's some hard like beats, a little bit of sampling in it, but it's just like they brought their A game when it came to like lyrics and having flow. And again, punchlines thrown in there. There there's some funny bits in there, um, but like this is kind of like probably what they in the '80s like grew up around in New York, where people would just there would be a DJ and it would be like, all right, like I'm going to pass the mic to this guy. He's going to rap a little bit. I'll pass it. So it's actually like, it's a little bit of storytelling too, about like their whole like upbringing. I feel like, like how, how they got involved with hip hop, where it was like, we would just go to DJ sets and like our buddy was a DJ and we would all rap over what he was playing. Yeah. And and like a, a, there's also an appeal to like how they just kept it so simple. Oh Yeah. It was just very much like call and response kind of stuff. And yeah. like, but it just worked so fucking well. It worked so well because it was like they're, they each had like their own like voice to it too. Like, you know, um, like Mike D has kind of like this higher pitched voice while like ad, or I think it's MCA has like a lower one. So you could tell, you could be like, oh, this is an MCA coming up right now. Yeah. And yeah. nowadays it's kind of like, oh, like this mumble rapper sounds a little bit different from this mumble rapper. Like they had their own personality, even just with like the tones of their voice. Yeah. It's like great for that. And again, like you said, the whole call and response <clears throat> was like perfect for it. Yeah. Um, my number four is. Uh, Paul Revere. Paul Revere is Paul Revere is Classic, classic. Such a fucking good song. That's one of those songs that Splax, Duke, and I, we knew every part. We knew every lyric to that song. I practiced it. I was like, I need to get every single, you know, um, been had a little horsey named Paul Revere. It was me and my horsey in a court of beer, riding across the land, kicking up sand, Sheriff Rogers on my tail because I'm in demand. One lone beastie I be, all by myself without no butt. Like, I know that whole song. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was 100%. playing the other day, like rapping in, into my girlfriend's face, and she was like, get out of my face! I don't know the song. I'm like, this is Paul Revere, man, and like every part, like, like the the storytelling too, where it's just like, yep, I'm just a dude going through the desert, and then I just meet another dude, and he's gonna shoot me with a shotgun, and then we go to the bar, and then we have a fight, and then I take all the jewelry and all the money and all the beer. And then there's something also in there, like they also just like managed to slip in like little tongue in cheek stuff. Where I think they make reference to like getting hit with a wiffle ball bat. No, they don't get hit. They, they, he yeah. does the sheriff's daughter with a wiffle ball bat. Oh, yeah. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with a wiffle ball bat. So no, I'm on the run. The cops, the cops got, got my gun. And right about now, I'm time to have some fun. So this was Jackson and Duncan sing the Beastie Boys. Sing, oh. Oh, sing about like maybe 33% of Paul Revere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all time song. Yeah, and it, that was also yeah. I'm just it, that's that. again like really simple. Yeah, just like just a beat and them telling a story, like not not anything crazy at all. 
Um, number three for me, Sabotage. Just, just like they're probably, they're probably their number one song. Yeah. Um, most recognizable with the, the bass. And it's like, it's one of those songs where it's a feeling. Like yeah. I, I like am thrown back to like when I first heard it, I think I like heard it on like, I don't even know, like the radio or like I played it a bunch on Guitar Hero. There's a song Guitar Hero, but like it, it's like, it puts you in, a, it's not many songs for me that it's like, it gets me in a certain type of mood. Like there are re some really good songs that are like keep in my psyche that get me into a good mood or get me into like a, a like a sad <laughs> mood that I kind of want to be in. Sabotage like just like pumps me the fuck up. Like, yeah, it's like a classic like pregame song. Yeah, it's it's just something about it. Like it's like the the tones of that bass and the feedback, like the it's just it's I hear it so it like turns chemicals on in my brain. Like yeah, like going overtime. Like I get a I get like an adrenaline rush when I hear it. I would argue that there are two songs more recognizable than that one. One of them I'm keeping in my pocket because it's still on my top five. The other one is an honorable mention, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah, I would no argue that awesome. that is more recognizable than Sabotage. Really? Because when you hear that first bah, riff, bah, bah, no sleep everyone till. knows. No, but I sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah, true. I feel like good music fans will, but I feel like you ask someone who's like, I don't like my uncle doesn't listen to music. He listens to talk radio. I feel like if I put that on and I go, what's this? And he goes, oh, it's Beastie Boys. I feel like Sabotage is a little bit more like you don't even have to be a music fan. And you're like, oh, I know what that song is. Okay. That's fair. Yes. Um, my number three is Body Moving off of the uh, off of Hello Nasty. Just Body because it's so like they did a lot of this in the, this particular album where they had like little like like sampled intros and it's just like so perfect and then it's such like a funky fucking song it, too. it's one of those songs like that's like a good dance like that that song i think it definitely has it's been played in like dance clubs like yeah forever. like yeah. just like they may may remix it a little bit i feel like it's also body moving maybe one of their most remixed songs yeah like where there's so many people that have put their hands on it and be like i'm just gonna change it a little bit make it a dance or make it this i feel like that's like just it's just a get up and it's man, move your body. Yes, 100%. Get your body moving. Shout out to Don't Fuck with Cats, where, um, have you seen that documentary? I still haven't seen it, no. Where the, uh, the lead Facebook investigator, her uh, online name is Body Moving, spelled just like differently from Body Moving. I love that. Yeah. Um, just quick aside, I was going to bring this up earlier. We were watching a Netflix show called Information last night. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's mm -hmm. like, it's like how things work, kind of. Um, I like that. And they basically did an episode on a pandemic and they legitimately word, like almost word for word explained what coronavirus was going to do like two years before it happened. They were like, it's going to start in China with bats. They literally showed researchers going into a fucking bat cave. What the fuck? And then they were like, yeah, it's going to be an airborne illness. It's going to like travel through vents and it's going to like get people. People are going to be stopped and tested like and we were sitting there just like stoned being like, what in that, the fuck? That's some Simpson shit. It was really fucking weird. Damn. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Number two. Yep. What did you say for your number three? Body movement. Oh, body movement. Yeah. Um, my number two. Uh, my number two is Paul Revere. Okay. Yeah. 
it was it's like we've already talked about it but it's just like again it's it's a good memory for me because there's me and like you know our friends like trying to like learn every little lyric and like it's perfect storytelling it's perfect beastie boys this obviously it's one of their more funny songs i just like when i think of paul revere i think of like all the memories i have and like even like in as a history teacher like hearing paul revere that song like teaching about paul revere and like the midnight ride that goes through my head me listening to that actual song while I'm like trying to like tell my kids like so then it was like two with one if by land two with by sea and then he took a wiffle ball bat and like <laughs> I mix in yeah just like about. subtle references yeah um but just like a, a good a soft spot in my heart for yeah. for Paul Revere such a goddamn good song my number two is super disco breaking yeah I knew that was gonna be on there cause money like, making money money making super disco disco use that one is like whenever i'm with you that song comes on yeah that's just a fucking all time and plus it's just like so many like car rides and like days where we just like we're like cleaning the house and we just fucking put that on over like yeah. the speaker system and it's like that's just such a good beginning to an album it's so good <clears throat> that was the beginning of their album yep that was the, that's oh. the very first song on hello nasty i think i, I didn't remember that yeah. that's awesome incredible <laughs> No, that's like I remember that. Like, like I knew about it, and I knew Hello Nasty, but like you would put that on all the time. Like, yeah, I like the song. <laughs> all right, my number one. I think it's the only one that we haven't talked about. Off Hello Nasty. Yeah. Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, it's, it's my number one too. Intergalactic. <laughs> that is that is what I think is the quintessential Beastie Boys song. It's there's everything in it. It's, I would so just to interrupt you real fast. Yeah, I yeah. would argue that this is the single most recognizable Beastie Boys song. It's played yeah. at sporting events. It's played fucking everywhere. Yeah, I will say that that it's. I feel like sabotage. It's like, it's kind of like, like one note. You know, like that's sabotage by Beastie Boys. I do feel like that intergalactic is has has a much bigger, broader range of like con people connecting to it. Yeah, than sabotage. Sabotage is recognizable, but Intergalactic is like loved by all. Yes, yes. No, it's so it's fucking like my my favorite part is like uh, it's the breakdown where they go the Beastie Boys let the beat drop, drop. and then it, they, and then it's like stand up like slap bass like boom yeah. boom 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 I love that shit like where it just yeah. breaks down and it's like no more space robot noise we're going to like you know it's MCA <laughs> in the recording studio playing stand up bass and it sounds beautiful it's like the the verses on it the 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 punchlines that they do have everyone getting involved the sampling that intergalactic like again yeah that is kind of like what draws people is that like robot intergalactic planetary that's like it's everything and them they don't really there's no real like i guess there's there's definitely a chorus but like the whole the chorus like is the song it's yeah like exactly the beat of the song is the chorus yeah it's just it there's no like like i don't know sometimes like there's songs where i'm just like all right get through this this verse because i really like the chorus yeah there's like nothing like i i wish intergalactic played forever yes like i wish it was going forever and like, ever. Like I would, I would love to lose my mind and be like a, a mental patient, like who only can think of one thing. And if that one thing was intergalactic, I think we, I'd be a pretty good mental patient. Like we're just intergalactic playing over and over and over again. I love that song. Like that's like one of the first songs in my like 2000 long 
like song long playlist is intergalactic's like the number three spot just of like i immediately wanted to listen to intergalactic over and over and over again yeah Love. yeah um and also this is a song where <clears throat> when it came out nothing had ever been done like it before uh-huh. and nothing has ever been done like it since really nothing like there's uh, i feel like of recent people have been trying to do it i feel like like kendrick and um some other like hip-hop people like Kanye too, they will, I keep going back to that part where it breaks and it goes into the stand-up bass part. Yeah. There hasn't been many people that's like, we have a, a singular sound in this song. Yeah. It's the robot in a galactic planetary. It's, uh, all of the verses and the lyrics are going to be based off of that. But then it just goes in a completely different direction. The yeah. stand-up bass shit. And you're like, holy God. Just recently, people started doing that again. I can, mm-hmm. I can remember, like, I think it was Kendrick. We would have like one kind of tone and it would stop and go to a completely different type of sound sounding song. Yeah. Like, shit. Like this is great. But I'm like, Beastie Boys did that in fucking 98. Yeah. Like the intergalactic is like, they, they do that. And yeah. yeah, like the, that robot sound and everything, like only like Daft Punk was doing that. And they did that well after the Beastie Boys, like having that like sound. And yeah. Awesome. And also like, you got to think like, dude, this was fucking, that album came out in 1998. Yeah. Like, we were two years old, three years old, like. But yeah, like, I'm trying to think, what else wasn't happening then? Well, like, so much. Yeah, it was just like it's, and it stayed. It's still like, if that song came out right now, you would still be. It yeah, would, you, it you wouldn't change anything. You get up for that song at all. thirty years later. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh. The, like the the BL end. I'm so glad we we came to a consensus that that was like the number one DC yeah. song. I I did have like I was like saving it, and then we got down to the end, and I was like, oh, Jackson's gonna have the same number one. Is yeah, me. that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said Paul Revere at what like four, and I was like, Paul Revere was like my was either my one or my two, and I was like, yeah, Intellectics the number one. Yeah, but no, um, I I put Paul Revere so far back because I wanted my top three to all be Hello Nasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? Oh yeah. Um, very recently I, I just like put on like a Beastie Boys radio and what came up was from, uh, I think it's check your, check your hand or check your head rather. No, no. Paul's boutique. No, whatever it is. Um, looking down the barrel of a gun. It's real. It's like rap, but there's obviously this rock, like it's hard rock guitars. It almost sounds like, like, like alternative or like heavy metal like guitars the way the tone is there's so much so much gain and there's like pentatonic harmonies in it and everything and there's like an awesome line where they're just like looking down the barrel of a gun son of a gun son of a bitch fuck you fuck you it's like it's awesome (laughs) it's awesome we we somehow completely missed one of their most iconic songs which is fight for your right I got that on my like that's a it, I've listened to that so much it's now boring to me. Yeah. Even though it's like it's a great song it's just it's boring. Yeah. But no, it, yeah, but I do love like again it's, it's a good place in my heart because it's licensed to ill it was on that one. So and I got, also um, yeah. just off of that album because I'm now just going through their albums um, them having brass monkey and then slow and low back to back is yeah. so genius. So my I got looking down the barrel of a gun because it's very fresh in my head girls brass monkey. Brass Monkey, again, was like, like, just like a kind of, you're like, this is a really funny song. And it's like, oh, like brass, but it's funky and it's yeah. groove to it. Like Brass Monkey. Mm. That brass monkey, monkey, Monkey. It's like, it's groovy. 
But also, I, had body, I had body moving. No sleep till Brooklyn. Fight for your right. I had super disco breaking. Um, shake your rump. Awesome sample off of Paul's Boutique. Shake your rump is awesome. And then uh, three MCs and one DJ. I think that's off of check. Or is that? That's off Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty. I, w- I almost had that. Three MCs and a DJ. Again, it's kind of like harkens back to like when they were. A.O. Adam. It's yeah. Mixmaster Mike. Just calling from Sacramento. Wanted to check in with you on some shit. <laughs> yeah. They also have a bunch of skits thrown in there, and I feel yeah. like they were one of the first ones to do like skits beside, before like before Kanye was doing it on like late graduation, before you know Chris Rock was on with like whoever. Who, what was yeah. what album was he with? Uh, that was uh, my that was Star Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. I think. that was Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they were like doing like funny skits, like trying to be like 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 tell a story before like you were doing. So I think that I would attribute the skit thing i think snoop was doing that yeah probably snoop was doing it too. and that was like 95 so i think they grabbed that a little bit well they were doing it in they were doing it in paul's boutique and paul's boutique was 89 okay. they have a skit yeah. in paul's boutique in 89 true but they just like they also didn't do skits the way a lot of other people did skits where yeah. it was like a whole separate song they would just throw in like a 30 second like thing at the, or either at the end or at the beginning. Yeah, and you were just like, this is fucking great. Yeah, you're like, all right, I'm going to skip through this because I've already yeah. listened to this skit a million times. But yeah, no, I mean, three MCs and a mic harkens back to like when, they, again, they were like, go to a club, have a DJ friend and just start rapping. Shake Your Rump is all time. Like, I, I've already listened to it like three times. Yeah, Johnny Royale is great. Yeah. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out, there's one song that I know really... There's one line in it, and I can't think of exactly what the line is, and it's fucking uh, bothering me. It's about, um, it's something where they make reference to, um, I think it's, they make reference to Rick Rubin being at the back of their tour bus smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) And again, talk about like, how great the Beastie Boys legacy is. Rick Rubin came up yeah. with them. Like, yeah. like did they, they put Rick Rubin on the map, right? I think he was like their producer. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, it's, um, fuck, I'm trying to, I, I wish I could find the, um, the exact line because it's wicked funny. It's mm-hmm. something like, and our producers in the back smoking dust. <laughs> And it's just like, if you've ever seen Rick Rubin, that's like the furthest from what he would ever. Yeah. Oh, God. Damn. Oh, I got to get going. Okay. I got to go deal with some BS. Yeah. Uh, This has been the Trolling Stone Podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening to us babble about about puppies and TV shows and then stick around for the best of the Beastie Boys, us talk about and sing a lot of their songs because yes. it's just so memorable. Again, it's like attributed to how much, how great they are. We would just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to sing. Yeah. And also the fact bucks. that we off the top of our head know significant portions of Beastie oh, Boys yeah. songs. Oh, yeah. Our producer doing dust in the back. <laughs> you you <laughs> heard it. find that exact line. You you heard it from the Trolling Stone podcast first. Yeah. Um, no sponsors today. Um, maybe sponsors next week, self-proclaimed. Yes, we might have some alleged sponsors next week. This has been Jackson. Out. This is Duncan. Peace out, you cool cats and kittens. Keep it sleazy.